many questions to be answered yet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. First update of the new decade. Welcome to 2020. And guys, to your point, I don't know. Uh, it seems like the Patriots, specifically Tom Brady, thrive when people start counting them out. And all mm-hmm. this talk about Brady being done, it's only going to fuel the fire. So mm-hmm. red lightly when talking down on the GOAT, Tom Brady. And it's me saying that. I mean, I have to. He's the GOAT. Um, but let's get into it, guys. Last night, unfortunately, some sad news coming out to start the decade. Uh, former NBA commissioner David Stern has passed away at the age of 77. He passed away as a result of the brain hemorrhage he suffered a couple weeks ago, I think three weeks ago. Um, he took over the NBA in uh, 1984 at the crossroads of the league. And over the course of 30 years, he shaped it into what a global brand it is today, including seven teams that joined the league, six of them relocated. He created the WNBA in 1997 and the Development League, a.k.a. the G League now. He also increased the values of NBA franchises and player contracts. The NBA wouldn't be what it is today without David Stern. He's one of the trailblazers in not only basketball, but in all of sports. So rest in peace to David Stern. Uh, Well wishes to his family and everybody uh, close to him. Uh, Adam Silver even mentioned how much of a mentor and friend he was, so everybody's going through it. Rest in peace, uh, David Stern. Let's stick in the association. Talk about some interesting games. Guys, the Knicks taking down the Trailblazers, 117-93. They spoil Carmelo Anthony's return to the Garden. Mitchell Robinson had 22 points off the bench, hitting all 11 of his shots. He was 11 of 11. Unbelievable day for him. Julius Randle added a double-double of 22 points and 13 rebounds. For Carmelo, in his return, he had a game-high 26 points, 7 rebounds. Late game last night, the Lakers taking out the Suns, 117-107. to This is the Lakers' third win in a row. LeBron James notched his eighth double-double of the season, 31 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Anthony Davis added a double-double of 26 points and 11 rebounds. For the Suns, Devin Booker, man, what can you say? He's great. 32 points, 7 assists. And Kelly Oubre Jr. added 26 points in the loss. Uh, college football, guys, great games over the weekend, great uh, weekend over the holiday, New Year's. Um, but Alabama's Tua Tagovailoa will announce his draft decision on Monday. Nick Saban, after uh, the game of the Citrus Bowl, mentioned on Wednesday that he had not been told whether quarterback Tua Tagovailoa will return to school and enter the draft. Tua tweeted after that press conference, I'll be making my decision on the 6th. God bless and roll tide. Well, he suffered a dislocated hip in November against Mississippi State. And here's a note, guys. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross was in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl on the Michigan sideline near where Tua was on the field in the pregame on crutches. Looked like they were having a conversation. Who knows? The Dolphins Tampering. Have, Dolphins have the third pick. Tampering, yeah, no one's going to mention it, though, because it's just the Dolphins. They got the fifth pick. Miami has the fifth oh, pick. Oh, fifth pick. I thought it was the third pick. They have I'm the sorry. fifth pick. It's interesting because that leaves the door open. I believe Detroit and the Giants are f- three and four 
right above them. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows Miami's looking for a quarterback. So if you want to get one, you need to hop Miami. So it could be very interesting to see if teams start calling Detroit, if teams start calling the Giants sure. to get up to the third or fourth spot in the draft. Interesting, because you look at Tua, I mean, he sprained both his ankles. He's had knee injuries. Yep. I mean, now this hip. The hip, yeah. Is he really going to be that much? I mean, obviously, he's a great quarterback, and they're going to want to have him, but... Are these injuries something they really consider heading into the draft? I mean, he's a young kid. The real question. All it takes, though, is one team. One team. All it takes is one team that's interested and falls in love with the guy. One team that's interested in one hit that could yeah, also hinder him enough. as well. But, hey, tread lightly. That's what happens in the draft. You know, teams are going in. They're going to see what they got. But two, a very hot commodity uh, coming into this year's draft. Let's talk about some college football games on slate for tonight. You got Boston College taking on Cincinnati. Shout out to uh, Mike Blewett over there. Sure, he'll be watching this game. This is the Birmingham Bowl. Cincinnati are seven and a half point favorites, and the over under is 54 and a half. Second game, you got Indiana taking on Tennessee in the Gator Bowl. Tennessee are your two and a half point favorites. The over under is 54 and a half. Let's talk about some of these NFL games really quickly. I know we got a couple days ahead, but um, injuries leading into the games on Saturday for the AFC. You got a Dory Jackson. For the Titans, the cornerback, he was a full participant in back-to-back practices this week. Um, but on Wednesday, Mike Vrabel said they will continue to evaluate him. But it's looking like he is going to play. It would give him a huge boost against the Patriots offense that struggled all season. But Dory Jackson, key part of that Tennessee defense that will bounce them into the divisional round. Also in this same game, Adam Humphreys, wide receiver for the Titans, was limited all week. I don't even think he practices. Uh, he didn't practice actually yesterday at all. Um, he's likely be ruled out this Saturday. So we're looking at A.J. Brown, the potential rookie of the year to step up in a key matchup for the Titans this season. I mean, he's got my pick. I know Josh Jacobs was great, but I think A.J. Brown uh, may be the rookie of the year. you got Kyler Murray also. Kyler Murray as well, but which team is in the playoffs? I mean, you got to look at that. Fair enough. A.J. Brown, rookie stud, potential rookie of the year. That's my vote. But we'll see what happens. All right. You can get good odds on it if you want. They got some great odds. Maybe throw a couple shekels on it, as you say, James. But I digress. We'll throw it to Dana Joe back on Make Arena, helping you win some cash to start 2020. The Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, guys, here we go. Hour number two. On this Thursday, January the 2nd, 2020, welcome into the 20s. Hope your new year was uh, was a lot of fun. Hope you had a good time. Hope you weren't stuck watching the Jonas Brothers. But, hey, uh, it is what it is, guys. There is uh, plenty of action going on here today in the world of sports. I mean, think about it. Nine NBA games. You've got 12 NHL games. You're going to have two bowl games like uh, Fasano just told you about starting at 3 p.m., And, of course, uh, welcome to College Hoops. 73 college basketball games on tap here today. Plethora of ways for you to be able to invest and make some money to start your 2020. And, uh, of course, there's still a lot of teams that aren't playing here this weekend. And one of them, uh, Cowboy fans pulling their hair out right now, trying to figure out why are we meeting with a third time with Jason Garrett? Like, somebody explain to me what is, like, what was discussed the first two times that now we need a third time? Like, what the hell is going on? And it's so Jerry, I can't even begin to tell you. I don't know, Dane. Is he there by the end of today or is he not? I I don't know. I have a theory. I, I have a theory. Um, It, it sounds crazy. It's, it's crazy that they're just stringing him along like this. It absolutely is. 
My theory, though, I, is connected to Mike Zimmer, Joe. Mm. Uh, like, they don't know, maybe, if they have the guy that they truly want because he's still playing. And right. there's also been buzz out there like, oh, maybe whoever Jerry gets, they're going to ask that new coach to have a spot for Jason Garrett on the staff, that sort of thing I've heard reports of. So I – I think it's horrible that you're stringing them out because the, the the assistants are fired, right? Chris Richard is interviewing for the Giants job uh, yep. like later this week. So yep. my theory, the only reason, because this makes absolutely no sense. I fired people before. The way you do it is one bullet to the back of the head, not a thousand cuts. So my only theory is that they got to talk to Zimmer first, and they can't do that just yet until they lose in New Orleans. That's my theory. I'm not I saying mean, it's I, right. I'm not saying it's good, but that's the only thing I can come up with that makes this make sense in any way, Joe. I mean, his contract expires in the next couple of days anyway, so maybe they're just allowing him to say goodbye to the players, do all the exit. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. So how have quarterbacks making their playoff debut done in the history, Dane, of the NFL? Because we do have uh, – we've got three of them actually uh, going to do battle this weekend. Uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, and, uh, oh, guys, Carson Wentz, by the way, is uh, <laughs> this is his first playoff game. So uh, his name is not Nick Foles. His name is Carson Wentz. And yes, it is his first game. So now Tannehill, we got a five. He's getting five and a half points, right? He's traveling to uh, Foxborough. You've yep. got Josh Allen will play first on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be a two and a half, three point game for the Buffalo Bills. And then, of course, Wentz, one and a half point uh, dog at home, taking on Russell Wilson, a guy who's definitely been there and done that. Done so. What does it all tell us? Well, since 2005, we know there have been uh, 44 first-time starters as a playoff quarterback. And what it tells us, Dane, is that uh, don't spend an awful lot of money backing the uh, first-time quarterbacks in the playoffs, guys. In fact, uh, all quarterbacks, first-time, like those three we just mentioned, um, not good. Uh, 14 and 30 straight up, 12, 31 and 1 against the number. And whether it really is home or away, it doesn't really make a darn bit of difference. Uh, quarterbacks at home, 9-18 and 18 straight up, Dane, 7-20 and 20 against the number. While uh, quarterbacks, uh, you know, who have been who are favorites on the favorite team, 9-14 and 14 straight up, 16-17 uh, and 17 against the number. So uh, bottom line is favorite, dog, road, away. Uh, history tells us that those first timers, and again, this is why a lot of those numbers we gave you last hour favor road teams, mostly because a lot of those situations were the road team was the the more experienced team going to a 
newbie, you know, so to speak, a team that has not been in the playoffs. So there is right. something to be said for experience. There is definitely something to be said, both straight up and against the number. It has not been good for first-time playoff quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, and guys, even Carson Wentz. This is his first playoff game. So keep that in mind. Experience certainly matters in the quarterback spot here, Dan. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. You know, we talk about this in most sports, the idea that there's levels to this. There's a progression, right? We talk about that in the first and second round of the NBA playoffs as well, right? A team learning how to win. There's reasons that those sayings are sayings because there's truth to them. Um, the, the, my, I don't know if frustration is the word, Joe, but, you know, we've talked about so many different trends and they contradict each other. You know, you talked a lot about these road teams, you know, kind of going eight. No, you said road teams were eight. No against the spread. Yep. Well, that's Buffalo and Tennessee, right? Mm -hmm. But now these first time quarterbacks, they defecate the mattress the first time. Well, yep. that's Buffalo and Tennessee. So I think for me, what it speaks to and a lot of these trends also going back, whatever, five, six years, you know, it's a different roster. You know, different coaching staffs, all sorts of differences. So for me, the hard part, the challenge is to figure out out of all this data, Joe, out of all these trends, which ones are the ones that we care about most? Well, I know we don't like narratives, right? But we always have to take what the numbers are telling us and feed it into our own perception of what we actually believe is going to happen and find what the best correlation is. Why we're giving you the information. Absolutely. It's why anybody who says that they are, uh, you know, an 80%, uh, you know, winning better is full of crap, guys, because there is enough data out there that it, you've got to figure out how to prioritize it. What means more to you? What doesn't? Where do you put certain, uh, how do you rate first time quarterbacks in the, right. in the process here versus the, uh, teams that who have statistical trends, uh, not only just this year, but even teams who come in rolling. I mean, uh, the hot team. Now, is there any better team that, I mean, Philadelphia comes into this uh, playoff series rolling here, guys having won, I believe their last four games of the season yeah. rolling into the playoffs. So, you know, where do you put the emphasis on, you know, road teams with experience versus teams with no experience? Where does it all fall for you? Because, Listen, Tennessee, New England is a classic case. You, While a road team has been extremely sure. profitable over the last couple of years, guys, that we have told you against the number, they're 8-0 the last two wild card years. Okay, but you've got now a rookie quarterback, which is not profitable to back against the number or straight up. And you got a first-time team coming into the playoffs that has not been there. Another not right. profitable situation to back up. So when you get all of this data... The key to being a quality handicapper is going, what do I put more weight on? That's the key to all of this. What do you weigh and how how much weight do you give it in the process, Dane? And also bear in mind what you've in recent form, the last three to four weeks of the season. Who do you who's been hotter than? I mean, we keep talking about Philadelphia like, oh, God, Philadelphia, they're lucky to get. Well, no, he's been they've won the last four games of the season, guys. They're rolling the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, it sounds like we may have just lost Joe, but that is my point. You know, this idea of there's trends that'll say anything. You know, we can make data tell a story, whatever kind of story we want. And so that's why for me, you know, 
Joe mentioned earlier in the show this idea of Saturdays and Sundays. I don't care what day of the week it's on. You know, <laughs> I care more about the trends that have to do with like the players that are in the games. I could see Joe, a Josh Allen, a Ryan Tannehill, with it being their first time out there against teams that are at home where their coaching staff and their quarterbacks, they have been there before. Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson, now they haven't advanced much, but at least they've been in this round. Like this will not be new for them. Okay. Even random, even little things, Joe, like having to get tickets for 40 family members, you know, mm -hmm. different practice schedules because it's a Saturday. These are things that an experienced team like Houston or New England are a little bit more used to. I'm more likely to 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 put stock into trends that have to do with these real players that have happened this year as opposed to five weeks, you know, five years ago, the Saturday games when it's 30 degrees outside, that sort right. of thing. Give me the stats that are about these players and these teams as constructed. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, it's a fine line. It truly, yeah. truly is. Uh, but what it's also told us though, keeping in mind, you're betting numbers guys. Ultimately at the end of the day, you are sure. betting numbers. So is there any value in the number? Where does the value lie in these games? Knowing that the books are well aware who it is you are going to back in the, the general public, the recreational sure. money, the guys that don't, uh, that are, you know, didn't watch a lot of football, may not care, want a little action. Mm -hmm. They're betting. Okay. They're betting the saints. They are betting the, uh, the Patriots, the books yep. know this, they're going to go favorites. So they're also, offers. you need to know is that if you're backing a favorite, you're probably paying a half a point. You know, you're going to be laying an extra half a point to a point than you need to be because the books already know it. That's why they're shading it that way. So right. it's it's a fine, Total's thin line to too, do right? it. Yeah, and Same also don't forget, you got a up. dome game coming up this week too, mm -hmm. which uh, changes things a little bit here. In uh, You got two two dome teams playing each other in New Orleans and Minnesota. And we talked about, the unders being profitable on wild card weekend, uh, no doubt over the years. But guys, we got playoff teams uh, uh, in a dome, two playoff teams. Yep. So points uh, might be happening a lot in that game, given what we know about dome. So it's another thing. One of these other things, Dane, that you got to keep. And what we say that was 49, the total in that game. 49 and a half is the total half. for the game in the dome. But to your yep. point, Joe, right? The trend can hold true. Yes. Okay, it could go. The unders can go three and one this weekend, That's but correct. the Saints game can go over. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you have to take yep. all this data, all these trends that us here at Make It Rain, everyone on Sports Grid will be giving you all week long, and you have to see what resonates with the way you see this game, yep. and then go ahead and put your shekels in and hopefully cash at the window. Yep. And again, I mean, same thing with Tannehill. Has there been anybody more profitable to the over than Ryan Tannehill in his? I mean, guys, he's nine and one. His last ten games, he's nine and one since he took over to the over. So while there's other factors involved in that, but the reality is, guys, damn, he's seventy says seventy eight percent to the over. Do you get in front of that train? Right. But that also that offense has looked different and better. Right. That's more than just him. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. AJ it. Brown, Derrick Henry, a revelation. Yep. So uh, things to take into consideration, yeah. which is why you are here, because we give them all to you. And then we just say, good luck, man. I'll figure that it out. Right. That yeah, that's exactly it. Now we'll you tell you how we'll lose our money. You can tell us how you lose. We're all good to go. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Don't forget, YouTube, guys, Sports Grid Network. Make sure you subscribe, follow us to get all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time simply by following us, subscribing to us here on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network, as well as Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And it is a monster day for sports wagering here with a couple of bowl games, nine NBA games, 73 college hoop games, and 12 NHL games. Uh, Never a better time for you to put your money where your mouth is and open yourself up a sports wagering account. You can do so with FanDuel. It is Jersey's largest sports book. You just got to go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You'll get that uh, free bet of up to 500 bucks right now. That's right. You're going to get a free bet of up to $500 simply by opening a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com forward slash grid. You got point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, in-game wagering. Whether it's college or pro sports, guys, you're definitely in control, but you got to go to FanDuel.com forward slash grid, open that new account, and claim your free wager of up to 500 bucks today. Now, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. So a couple of storylines uh, over the last 48 hours since we last spoke to you have uh, have come to light. Uh, the first is Ron Rivera, in fact, was announced uh, and confirmed to be the uh, the Washington Redskins' new coach. He's also bringing in somebody he's very familiar with. Uh, Jack sure. Del Rio will be his uh, D.C., his defensive coordinator. Uh, and Del Rio has certainly excelled in that spot here along the line. So mm-hmm. uh, he had defenses in Denver, guys, that were phenomenal uh, for a couple of years. Uh, he also uh, understands uh, what the NFC East is all about. He is a guy, I think, that um, another very well-experienced guy that was bound to get another job somewhere along yeah. the lines. I think it's a good hire for him. I love the uh, Rivera in Washington. It's going to – it creates stability in an organization that doesn't have any when you've got a, two guys with yeah. that kind of track record who, by the way, have played the game and who are just yep. as respected as players as they are uh, running teams as coaches. So it's – you hit a home run there. Uh, and meanwhile, you got Jacksonville that uh, you know decides to go, we're going to keep it status quo – uh, we there. We obviously think Tom Coughlin was the issue that it wasn't Doug Marone and company. So uh, Dave Caldwell, the general manager, Doug Marone, they stay. Uh, congratulations there. Let's see how well that works out. And then you got the Browns who did something very interesting. They got rid of John Dorsey, uh, but they didn't get rid of him until after they fired Kitchens. Right? They let him fire Kitchens, and then a couple of days later, they basically fired him and said, "Yeah." And the reason why has no doubt because everything that we have heard uh, coming out and being leaked is that the Browns were going to let um, the head coach uh, pretty much have free reign on a lot of roster moves and everything else along those lines. And you got an egotistical John Dorsey who uh, 
you know, was ballsy enough to think that Freddie Kitchens was uh, going to be the guy. He chose Freddie Kitchens over Greg Williams because he didn't want to have to battle with a headstrong head coach. Now you're telling him that whoever the uh, organization hires is probably going to be a step above whatever Dorsey was. No shock that they have moved on from John Dorsey. And it's also no shock that the name that keeps popping up here is Josh McDaniels, who is rumored to not only want to be the, uh, you know, not only want to be the cook, he uh, he's going to want to pick the groceries, too. So uh, I don't think it surprises me that the next guy in Cleveland probably going to have a lot more power than anybody else, which if you get the right guy, good. If you get the wrong guy, not so good. But I think it's clear they want Josh McDaniels in uh, in Cleveland from all the uh, all the stories that we are hearing. Yeah, Joe, you talk about get the right guy. Well, in my opinion, the right guy or elite talent at that coaching level probably didn't want the job if they had Dorsey there as the GM. Mm, Exactly. Similar to how, oh, Bruce Allen parts ways with Washington, thus clearing the way for adults and respected coaches. I don't know that Rivera wanted to be there if it was Bruce Allen. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, you want to, if you're, if you're kind of a, um, sought after head coach, right? Like McDaniels is going to be, like we thought Rivera was as a veteran that, you know, has won coach of the year twice. He probably told organizations, yo, I'm I'm into it, but not if that guy is my boss. In the same way, Joe, that like Cliff Kingsbury went to Arizona, right? And I'll I'll bet that part of the interview process was like, okay, and if I get the job, we're trading Rosen and taking Kyler one, right? Mm-hmm. I bet Rivera said the same thing. Yeah, I love this opportunity, but you got to get rid of Bruce Allen, right? And I bet, you know, Cleveland, they're making calls, right? Matt Rule declined to interview there with Cleveland, yep. right? Maybe they're seeing that they could only get uh, candidates, top-level candidates, if they cleared the path because they didn't want that albatross of John Dorsey hanging over their neck. I think that mm-hmm. is interesting. You talked about Marone also. He's a Bronx guy, so I can't get too mad at him. But I do think they had an opportunity to fully turn the page. We talk about how, you know, um, when it's time to move on to do it all. And I know Caldwell's there as the GM, but they got Coughlin. I think they could have, should have gone complete blank slate. Although Khan says that would be too much transition for that organization. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, that's uh, you're, you're sending the message that the problem was Coughlin, was Coughlin. and not. They're going to put it all on Coughlin. That's that's basically it. Now, okay, let's see how that works out. Uh, Whether Jacksonville, uh, maybe the damage has already been done, but we shall see. Uh, It should also be noted, too, that the Redskins are expected to hold on to Kevin O'Connell, who was the offensive coordinator there this year. Uh, Apparently, his relationship with Haskins is um, is well documented and they are going to retain him as the offensive coordinator helped groom Haskins, who did make big strides here this year, let's face it, uh, from what he looked like compared to where he finished just before he got hurt. Uh, he looked like a much better uh, quarterback and looks like he's progressing well. So new regime in yeah. uh, in Washington, about to be a new regime. In, uh, uh, and I can't wait to see what happens to Dorsey, too. I can't wait to see where uh, if he ends up getting another job because, like we've all said, we all want to blame Kitchens, but Kitchens was right. set up to fail by John Dorsey. And as good as Dorsey's record might be from uh, getting talent, everything he touched in Cleveland turned to crap. Uh, and it started the minute that he would not 
He got rid of Hugh Jackson and watched Greg Williams and and Zampezi and everyone else bring that. And then he gets rid of everyone and brings in Kitchens. Like, this is all on you, Dorsey. So let me know. Let me know how that works out. But if Josh McDaniels goes, what happens in New England exactly? I'm just curious. What happens in New England? I think it's very telling. If he interviews, no matter what happens here in the playoffs, and he agrees to take that job, uh, I don't. All of Rome. It ain't coming. Yeah, like Brady, it, get used to it, Patriot fans. The mm-hmm. idea of Brady in another jersey be, is a reality here, guys, Helpable. whether you want to believe it or not. It's a reality because if they don't win this weekend, if I'm Josh Daniel, I'm the first ticket out of there, dude. I See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. See you later. What are you, what are you going to do? Uh, who's the backup quarterback again? The kid from uh, what, Jared Auburn? Stidham. What? Yeah, okay, good. Jared Let me know how that works Stidham. out. Yeah, he's not yep. hanging out for Jarrett Stidham. Not happening, I guys. mean. Listen, Joe, in here in New York, in big old sports talk radio buzz, remember last year when there was all that stuff about Belichick and Brady? There is mm-hmm. there's buzz out here about like, oh, Bill Belichick has always wanted to coach the Giants. Oh, wow. And if it goes left this weekend, you're talking about McDaniels out. We're talking about Brady. You know, God forbid. Could Bill Walt move on? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a that's yep. a different story for a different day. I also wanted to, you know, you were talking about some movements. I wanted to highlight two real quick, Joe, that you know aren't coach changes, but I think are interesting data points because you know next year there'll always be that bet who will be the first coach fired, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was some interesting telltale signs for that bet also. Um, yeah, Matt Nagy had to fire all his assistants. Okay? Yeah. And yep. that, to me, that's the that's the last step before the gun points at you, Joe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, yep. They were like, okay, we'll let you stay, but here are the changes you have to make. And so he did that. So watch Nagy and Chicago. Matt Patricia did the same thing in Detroit, Joe. And remember, I was talking about the Lions. Remember, as it related to Caldwell and Patricia and how they haven't taken that step? Well... He had to fire his assistants as well. So I look at Chicago and I look at Detroit at places where the front office, like, is not happy. Those coaches just snuck by and got by about Black Monday. They get, like, a little stay of execution. So yep. Nagy and Patricia, for me, are going to be high up on the, like, who's first coach to be fired next year. Yeah, it's uh, it coming. You know, there's only so many other guys you can blame before uh, right. before it starts turning to you because and, and that especially. But it looks like they are going to be committed to uh, certainly going to be committed there to Trubisky at this particular point. You might as well. You're paying them peanuts here. So I let's mean- see if. Uh, you know, see what can happen there. But they got rid of everybody uh, over there. And you're right. It's it going to be a whole new. It's going to be a whole new look, and it's good. I mean, a couple of these teams hitting a reset button. I'm going to find it interesting to see what happens in Carolina um, with this guy, David Tepper, who seems to be coming more and more like Daniel Schneider every day. The more this guy opens his mouth, the more I seem to think that this guy is going to have um, say in everything and hands in everything, which I don't necessarily know is a great thing. Uh, especially since the guys, you know, what has he done in the NFL besides, you know, buy a team and what, uh, you know what I mean? So I'd be a little concerned for the Carolina Panthers, but I do think already there are teams on the clock. I think there are coaches on the clock, Dane, to your point, uh, starting next year that it's going to be do or die. And, and listen, Adam Gase, 
whether it's him, burner account, all of that crap, it doesn't make a darn bit of difference. If there is not that next step with Sam Darnold, let us not forget that uh, uh, Woody will, uh, you know, he'll be done playing ambassador next year and he'll be back running this team. And I can assure you, uh, Woody is not going to sit there and handle any of that crap coming back in. So uh, Gase and company, they are on the clock in New York. Woody didn't hire Gase. Remember that. Yeah. And I'm also looking at the Chargers, Joe. Yeah. Overall, what's up with Phillip Rivers? They already fired the offensive coordinator, Wisenhunt, in the season. When does the gun fire at Lynn? Sooner rather than later, but we'll see what happens. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. All right, guys, get ready here on this uh, January the 2nd, 2020. Get ready for plenty of action today, uh, including 73 college hoops games, nine NBA games, 12 NHL games, and don't forget a couple of uh, bowl games coming up here beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, we can hear the restaurant here, guys. Yep, there we go. Yeah, yeah, so we got got that all taken care of. But I will say this. uh, The game at 3 o'clock today to Birmingham Bowl, the uh, Mike Blewett Bowl, uh, facing uh, yeah. Boston College and taking on uh, taking on a Cincinnati team. Uh, just two things of note in this game, guys. Number one, the weather. Uh, there are flood warnings all throughout really? Birmingham right now because of the uh, the storm that's about has been there and it's now going to get uh, progressively worse as the day goes on. So many of the cities and towns and municipalities in and around where this is being held uh, are under serious flood watch. It's been raining there and the winds have been at least 10 miles an hour or more. So I would keep an eye on the total right now. It was at 55 and a half. I think that total is going to continue to move down as that storm approaches. Uh, And you also have a situation where this could become a very one-dimensional game for both teams because the passing is not going to be effective, and that means the running game is going to have to take place. So it's not like both of these teams pretty good defensively. The biggest problem for Boston College, their passing defense, but – if you can't pass, there's really nothing to Mother take Nature advantage helps of. You with defense. Yeah, so <laughs> the, you uh, the under might definitely be a the way BC to, uh, are to look Mother at that. Nature in the box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to be ugly there in Birmingham, number one. Plus, Cincinnati, listen, a 10-win team is playing in the Birmingham Bowl here, guys, right. after having not one but two chances to take down Memphis, and they right. could have played Penn State and got their asses handed to them. But no, now they're in Birmingham. Uh, on January the second, taking on uh, BC. So I would six and six teams versus ten and three teams have proven in the past in bowl games to be very profitable to take the points with the six and six team. They tend to uh, they're thankful they're there playing in a bowl game. While yeah, Cincinnati's going to be like yeah, okay, great, we're in Birmingham, and then it's a coin flip in tonight's game too. By the way, Tennessee and uh, Indiana. Tennessee started off two and five. They won their last five games. Indiana. A basketball school had an amazing year this year uh, and played really good against the Big Ten uh, big competition. This is truly going to be a coin flip game. 
I would also look at the total in this one tonight, Dane, is both of these teams, like watching paint dry on offense, uh, hmm. very slow, no, you know, not what you saw last night in the Rose Bowl where hurry up, let's get up on the line. Yeah, no, the, the clock goes down to three, two. Oh, they hike the ball, that kind of situation. So two very slow-paced offensive teams with pretty good defenses. So uh, that game, the Gator Bowl uh, tonight, take a look at the number in that, the total for those games. And then, you know, we didn't talk, we haven't talked about it yet, but this national championship game, Dane, is... Boy, oh boy, the the money continues to come flying in on uh, on LSU. There's been hmm. a little bit of movement back towards uh, Clemson, but man, there are just uh, the the uh, the LSU money. Oh boy, talk about that. And this is another one of those cases we talked about it in the NFL. But been there, done that. It's got to account for something, Dane. Does it not in this particular spot? You would think so, and Dabo and Trevor Lawrence and ETN and that crew, uh, they have done it before. I guess my question back to you, Joe, would be, do you count LSU? They they did it last weekend. You know, they were in the semifinal. Does that count as having been there as experience for this playoff? Because if so, then they got it just as much, right? But right. you got to think that after what people saw LSU do, the yep. eight touchdowns from Burrow, this is going to be publicly inflated. It's also pretty much in the LSU home. It's it's a home game for LSU. That's correct. You know? yep. Um, yep. So that adds to it for me as well. But you're right. You know, Trevor Lawrence has yet to lose a college football game. So, yes. uh, you know, pump the brakes on just thinking that they, they're going to get rolled. Yep. Uh, some, and again, we will tell you this just because understanding that the books know who you're going to back here. Uh, and they also know that you're going to back the over and the over has already got 80% of the, uh, of the bets here. Wow. Dane. So um, that is a little, uh, we know because of the amount of points that LSU scored against Oklahoma yeah. recency bias, uh, that number is a little inflated guys. I'm just saying that number is a little bit inflated. I can assure you the defense of Clemson will have a, uh, have a little more success than the defense of Oklahoma had right. against LSU and Joe Burrow. So, uh, Ed Odron, I love him. The question remains, you know, this is, can you on the big stage, can you be able to get these guys uh, ready to go against what is as good as Alabama was guys? This, it just seems like Clemson is a, it's a different animal. Now, ACC or not, that's a lot of experience. And when these six foot six quarterbacks, have you noticed this, Dane? Even with uh, uh, even last night with Justin Herbert, when they stride, it's like it takes you three steps to get to their one stride. You know how quick those guys are. Like I couldn't be blown away with how much Trevor Lawrence and like when they're striding, it's like holy crap, they're blowing past like they're blowing past defensive backs, like they're standing still. I'm like. Well, when you're six six and you got strides like that, I guess you can make up some. Uh, you, you can get up some distance there. Yeah, and listen, we saw Trevor Lawrence do that in the semi. We saw oh. Justin Herbert with not yep. one, not two, but three rushing touchdowns. And what I said at the top of the show, Joe, I maintain <laughs> that makes them a better attractive option at the next level as yes. well. These just stand and deliver from the pocket quarterbacks. It's great and all, but look at who's playing still in the NFL. You need to yep. be able to do a little bit something, even if it's just pocket mobility like you'd see out of Aaron Rodgers. And we did right. see that out of Lawrence and out of Herbert. I think that makes them uh, better prospects moving forward. Yep. You, um, it's, I think that's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun to watch those guys yeah. because we've heard so much about the undersized guys like you're talking about. 
Right. Think uh, there's a couple of dudes that are, over the next couple of years, guys that are going to come out six five six six. They are, uh, they are big dudes. That's exactly your dream quarterback scenario, is it not? I mean, I know yeah. we love the RPO, but man, having a dude six six with a cannon that can run, yeah, I, the evolution. God, damn, is that going to be something fun to watch? Yeah. What goes on there? And by the That's... way, like you had mentioned it, Trevor Lawrence wins this national championship. He's two for two. Uh, is is Why? is he playing next year? Why? Is he playing? Why? Right. I, I don't. Like, you go why? to the recruiting camp, IMG Academy all year. <laughs> I'm serious. Like why? Uh, There's literally nothing you. to gain. You will be number one. You'll be undefeated. You won two national championships. Take that, Dabo. I'm walking away, but I got you too, so it's all good. And you risk no injury, and you just, you know. You work on your footwork or whatever on the on the on the whiteboard, whatever it is, and you just stay healthy and you keep your prestige image yep. uh, untarnished. I mean, to be honest, I guess it's just like how far do you go? You know what I mean, Joe? Because I would have said what the else? same thing. Right. Yeah, <sighs> I would have said the same thing about like Lamar Jackson after his sophomore season, you know, right, or some right, of these right. guys. But then the point is made like in Alabama. Didn't Ruggs get hurt yesterday? Yes. Right. And then they show like, oh, but Jerry Judy's still playing. So you never know. Like, do you have the injury or not? Does it impress scouts and potential teams that you're out there with your brothers for one last go? You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting. But yeah, if I was Trevor Lawrence and I won this game, I'd be like, yo, you ain't hearing for me until my name's called at the podium. What else would there possibly be to, uh, you know, to and. (laughs) I, there's just nothing else to prove. The only thing, and there con- there has to come a point at some time where you go, listen, my stock will never be higher than what it is. Exactly. Than it is right now. I, and I think the same thing could be said for Matt Rule right now in Baylor. Dude, you will ne- <laughs> your stock will never be as high as this it is, is shoved. That's right, right now. This is where you put your chips in. This is Damn where me. you got to take it. And whether you like it or not, I mean, it's nice that you're saying no, and I get that. But the truth is, the market will never be. You don't know what next year could bring. You just got waxed by Georgia. So uh, the value for you is never going to be more than what it is right now. And not to mention, listen, the great thing about a college coach making the transition to the NFL, you can always come back. I mean, look at Chip Kelly. You know, look at, you know, I I mean, go down the list of coaches who made the jump, didn't work. There will always be a college job available for you. Like, if you're going to do it, now would be the time to do it, Matt Rule. And I just, as far as Trevor goes, like, win the national championship, dude, and then sit on the sidelines next year. There's right. nothing left for you to prove. You can only go downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, look at Matt Rule. Like you said, you know, he took Temple from one win, took Baylor right. from, like, three wins, whatever it is. Your stock is never going to be that high. And also... You know this, the dirty little secret. Bella is not a perennial powerhouse. So the fact that he's going to sustain that is low. You got Texas right. coming up with Ellinger. You got other schools in that conference. Cash right. it in now. You're, you're sought after now. And to your point, if he defecates the mattress in the NFL, he still has that college reputation. Someone will still come back. It's kind of the recency bias of the market. Joe, we have a poll question up on Twitter. I am flabbergasted by this, Joe. The question is, which road team do you like most to win outright in the NFL this weekend? Where do you think the people went? I I would think they went Seattle. 
Okay, so Seattle is the second choice with okay. 32%. Joe, 38% and the leader took the Tennessee Titans. Ah, wow. <laughs> People are all ready to hop on the grave, Joe. People are so ready to dance on the grave. That's why I'm like, eh, maybe one more time New England gets the win. 38% say the Titans have the best shot to win outright over Seattle, over the Bills. And, you know, the Vikings are uh, the Vikings came in last with 7% of the vote. Yeah, it's also uh, it's also the reason why contrarian betters make more money than God uh, is because people do exactly that they uh they bet and take polls with their uh with their heart and not the reality of the situation and the reality is you are basically saying that ryan Tannehill is a first-time playoff quarterback uh, is somehow going to go on the road into foxborough and take down belichick and brady uh which history tells us has never been a smart bet ever but you're voting that that's going to be the likely road team to upend. And I would say that would probably be, that's the one. (laughs) Yeah. That would be my last choice uh, on the list because you got three first time quarterbacks, guys. We told you in the playoffs, you're going to have Josh Allen, Tannehill, and even Carson Wentz. First timers, guys, first timers, awful in their first playoff debut. Absolutely awful. Not just straight up against the nut. Awful, guys. The numbers are terrible. So while it's nice to think, and and nobody can take, I think Tannehill's already earned himself that contract, I think, right? He's the future of Tennessee. I I don't see why they would let him go. Uh, Then no matter what happens here. Something I don't know, but we'll still, Joe. I, you got to promise me. Maybe next week we'll do the game. I've got like ten or eleven names, and for all of them we got to be like stay and start, stay and. Not start, you know, go somewhere else to be a backup, whatever. We got to play the game. I got like 10 or 11 names, and that doesn't even count the draft, where are going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, Dalton, Cam, Mariota, Tannehill, Carr, Brissett, Brady, Rivers. Uh, the the biggest one to me is Brady. What happens I, to Brady? Because that's going to signal whether or not it's over. Now, I will say this. They still play in the AFC East. And there's still a few teams in the AFC East that are a couple of years away from uh, from anything except for Buffalo. What they have owned Buffalo over the years. So while it might be over from the dynasty standpoint, it would really be over if I think Brady was wearing a different uniform next year. And if Brady's gone, then you know, go down the list, guys. Like you said, Bel- the possibility of Belichick to. Any other team? I mean, what you want to talk about control? That's right. Here, here you go. It's all yours. Stop Here's the, the franchise, Bill. Here's the... Ay, ay, ay. Robert Kraft <laughs> might not be sleeping well at night. I, I just don't know what he's going to choose. You're basically choosing between Brady and Belichick, Kraft. That's your choice. Right? That's your choice. It has Good luck with that. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Yeah, don't look now, uh, guys, but uh, it is 
not only a new year 2020 as uh, as we're here on this January the 2nd, but it is also the return of the PGA Tour, guys, as Ooh. the uh, the fellas are back in uh, Hawaii today uh, okay. getting ready. You got the it's, it's here, guys. The Let's uh, go. The world's best, including number six in the world, Tiger Woods, uh, teeing it up in Hawaii today, as is Dustin Johnson. I mean, you go down a list, guys. We got some uh, uh, we got some big names. John Rahm, okay. Justin Thomas, Dustin John, Zan. They're all back, guys. We are all back. Brooks Kupka, Rory, yeah. all back, guys. All ready to rock and roll in, uh, in Hawaii. So get ready. We will uh, we'll be dropping some uh, Thursday, Friday... Uh, <laughs> matchups coming up nice yes uh, i I mean think about it we're 60 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting dane that's how that's how ridiculous it is 60 days away and then of course tiger will be defending in the masters come uh come april so it's guys here it comes man the uh it's it's starting already on the pga tour hard to believe new year we're gonna finish up with the football here national champion super bowl eventually and then it's you know, welcome to March Madness, NBA playoffs, uh, the Masters golf. It's XFL, it's coming. Joe. XFL, XFL Joe. Let's like, bet some money crap. on football in this spring. Holy and listen, Joe, crap. you don't have to deal with it because you're in Miami, right? But up here in New York, when I get see golf in January, I call it like weather pornography because I can look at the screen and see right. beautiful class, beautiful sun skies, beautiful right. manicured lawns, and that's what I need. So remind me, though, when we play golf, uh, I'm going to be on John Rahm and Xander Shoffley this year. I think this is yes. Rahm and Shoffley's year. Yep. Well, it's interesting you brought it because he is, uh, quite honestly, uh, both of those dudes are uh, the two favorites in this tournament oh, really? here. In- uh, yeah, that's correct. Those are my guys. You know those Rahm are my guys. Four to one. Yep, Rahm at four to one. Uh, Xander Shoffley six to one currently right okay. now, dude, if okay. you want to hop on him. Uh, and Dustin Johnson and Cantley at ten to one. Uh, two guys in uh, in good form, and don't look now. There's Tiger Woods, number six in the world, dude. Number six. Wow. In the world, wow. he was he was 306 a year ago at this time. But are people afraid of him? Ah, like they're afraid uh, of the Patriots? Probably not anymore. Uh, oh, no, 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 he can get happening. it done though. Yeah. And uh, will there be value? Ooh, lots on the roll here. Welcome to 2020. Tomorrow. That's it. We'll get ready. Happy New Year, tomorrow. guys.